Yes, it's Tuesday, and I have the privilege of introducing you to a good friend of mine and sister in the Lord, Liesl Ann, who has bravely agreed to share some of her story and her heart with us today. Good morning, my name is Liesl Ann Monaghan and it's such a pleasure to share with you this morning on your testimony Tuesday. My testimony is that God is indeed good. I want to attest to him being good even in the valley of the shadow of death. We all say that we don't know what tomorrow will bring but we live like we do and I was no different. James 4 verses 13 to 15 warns us. I read from the NIV version. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. A year ago, my life changed forever. It all started on Mother's Day. I was in Cape Town visiting my bastard going children to listen to my son's first preach in his church, and it was indeed a significant and special moment when my mom was rushed to hospital in a critical condition. What followed was a road frantic with life and death moments, long hospital stays, doctors and specialists. I watched the life etch out of my mom. She went from being an independent, fit lady to eventually being wheelchair-bound and bedridden. I had the privilege of caring for her. Nothing prepared me for this. And the sudden turn of events, sickness and death, knocking on our family's door, it really shook our lives. My mother died after four months. It was hard and sad, but I coped with an amazing network of family who held me up. In particular, my eldest brother, a special needs man who suffered from mental illness, was a pillar of strength and light for me. I could look after his needs and care for him, and he also had lots of time. We would just sit together and remember and listen and talk and laugh and cry. Just under six months later, Niall succumbed to a sudden illness, and within two days, he died. I was left gasping for air. No matter the process of illness, no matter how long or short, it's something that catches you totally unawares. It hits you with a finality and force that has no turning back. Your life in that moment, in a flash, is forever changed. You have no time to catch your breath. You gasp for air. It's hard, very hard. But the reality of grief is that it's, it only really hits you later. First it's shock and then a numb light going through the motions reaction and then the darkness and quiet. I have learned that grief is a lonely road. You can't explain it and when you try it feels like you are trivializing it. So you keep quiet and hold your breath as it surprises you, as it sneaks up on you unexpectedly, unrelentingly and painfully. It's not a constant but it does take the wind out of you. You find yourself laughing one moment and then paralyzed with the realization anew that this crazy, unreal thing has happened 
It feels like it happened just yesterday. Friends and family try to be there, but they cannot walk this road with you. And it's in this place which can feel really hopeless and very lonely and seemingly bipolar in its ups and downs, that I can say I have truly found the comfort of my Saviour Jesus to be my strong and sure foundation. In the long nights of no sleep, I felt God with me. In the calling and the crying before him, I felt his comfort. In the lamenting, the loss, the anger and despairing, he was there, always there. In the days since, I have felt the reassurance of a God who walks alongside me. He knows, he cares, he hears, and he cries with me in the turmoil and in the deep sorrow. I know this because the Bible tells us about Jesus' deep sorrow at the news of his friend Lazarus's death. And we see him empathizing with Martha and Mary at their loss. John 11 verses 33 and 35 say, When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Verse 35 says, Jesus wept. Jesus felt their loss. He experienced it for himself. He felt deeply. He experienced deep sorrow. He wept. This is the Jesus who comes to us. And this comforts me. Also, we need to remember that Jesus has conquered death. He has done it once and for all on the cross. It is finished. The Bible tells us of beautiful truths of us meeting our loved ones again, of a lifetime of joy, eternity, wholeness. Oh, what a day that will be. And so, as I navigate this road, I can smile at the beautiful reminders of these precious lives well lived and relationships that warm my heart always. I continue to grab the hand of the one who knows, and he gives me the strength to release my tears, to remember and smile, and to find my rest in him. I have no assurance of tomorrow, but I do have today. And I do have the eternal promise of life in eternity, a forever with my Lord and King. My future looks different now, but I can face it and walk bravely into it because I know I am not alone. My God is with me. He is enough and he is forming my days ahead. He is the lifter of my head and he has caused me to begin to dream again and to step out into all that he has called me to, whatever it may be. I praise God for being a God who is present, who is all-knowing, who is not removed, and his love for me and my loved ones is unchanging and constant. He is close to my broken heart. If you are experiencing the loss of a loved one too, I can only point you to Jesus. I encourage you to climb into his lap today. He is enough. He is always enough. He will see you through. Be patient and kind to yourself. This takes time. Wait on God and watch how he will cause your soul to rejoice and be whole again. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Amen.